Lots of news coming in right now about China. Lots of finger pointing and a lot of implications for you that me and Tim Pichot will be going over in this video. And holy cow, there's a lot to get into. Now, obviously, with the United States being the world's hegemonic power, they like to set off their sphere of influence, including in countries like North Korea, where we are finding out today that they even have a Mission Impossible style scenario to lay out and secure North Korea's missiles and weapons if the country suddenly becomes destabilized. This is called Operation Plan 5029. It was publicly admitted in 1999. And this should definitely raise a lot of eyebrows and notify you about the involvement that the United States has in other countries, especially with all the news that was happening with the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, which we were talking about just a few days ago, possibly being missing in action and possibly not being on this earth anymore with us. And with all of that news raised a lot of speculations. And I remember still reporting on this story and saying, hey, the North Korean leader usually disappears for a little bit and comes back. And this could most likely be the case here. A lot of the mainstream media, even some of the alternative media was like, no, he's definitely dead. Well, it looks like that scenario is coming forward as, of course, there are new photos and videos coming out of Kim Jong-un in public coming out from hiding. And of course, as we talked about North Korea, this is the buffer state. That state matters more than you can imagine when it comes to the geopolitical relationship between China and the United States. And of course, there's been a lot of public scrutiny now on China, especially by the United States government. And there is a new classified Chinese report that was leaked to the press. This report was made by the Chinese Institute of Contemporary International Relations, the CICIR. And they are saying that China and the Chinese Communist uh, totalitarian leadership, let's call them what they are, that they are facing a Tiananmen Square-like global backlash over, of course, this latest sickness, which the report says could lead to an armed confrontation with the United States. But of course, that's not the only thing we have to worry about, since, of course, usually we see a trade war, a currency war, and then a hot war. Tim, what are you seeing on the financial side before we get into all the other kind of important things that we need to talk about when it comes to U.S. and, and uh, Chinese global relations? But when it comes to the, the trade war and the currency war, uh, things don't also look promising as well. Yeah, look, one of the things that I'm really watching out for is we've seen a lot of talk lately about, uh, you know, why don't we, you know, China, they're the ones who started this, uh, you know, this flu epidemic, you know, whether, uh, you know, it was bioweapon or not, you know, that they, they knew what was going on. They were buying masks ahead of time, which, you know, is an article that you had just pointed out. And now what we're looking at is people are saying, hey, well, the U.S. is to seek COVID-19 compensation. Trump indicates imposing tariffs on China. So now, now they're talking about tariffs because originally what they were talking about was just canceling out the debt. And the problem with just canceling out the debt is, uh, well, there's a lot of problems just canceling out the debt. But let's you know, first, I guess, stick and, with and people need to know here, China bought off a lot of U.S. debt. The Chinese and American economy, they're very interlinked. And according to many experts, if China falls with, with their reckless economic moves, which they're making as well, 
the United States will fall as well. Uh, some people are saying not as severely, but of course, uh, the two economies are very tied in with each other uh, than a lot of people know. Not only with uh, medicine, not only with, of course, and uh, antibiotics, but of course, a lot of other big implications that people need to understand. Sorry, I cut you off there, Tim. Go ahead. No, huge implications. So, uh, <laughs> how much how much debt do we really owe? So, right now, uh, we the, as of February, the U.S. debt to China was one point zero nine trillion through February twenty twenty. That's more than fifteen percent of the seven point zero six trillion in Treasury bills, notes, and bonds held by foreign countries. The rest of the twenty four trillion dollars is owned by either American people or by the U.S. government, or most notably, the Federal Reserve is actually the largest owner. So, if we take a look at the chart over here, we could see. I mean, just look at over here. It's, it's uh. Uh, you know, going back to uh, basically August, that was 3.76 trillion. Now we're at uh, what 6.67 trillion. I'm surprised they didn't just stop it at like 6.66 trillion, knowing how the globalists like to operate uh, a lot of the times. But anyways, this the debt that we owe to China really at this point is you know how much debt the Fed is producing every month, and so it wouldn't even be that big of a deal in terms of people like oh well if the Fed uh, you know what what we should do is we should either cancel out the debt or people or some people like Peter Schiff are are saying you know we should if if they if he was Chinese he would just cancel the debt immediately and or what what he sorry what he was saying is if he were the Chinese what the Chinese should be doing is they should be selling their bonds immediately be getting rid of that trillion dollars because right now the Fed's buying so since the Fed's buying they're going to be getting a very high price in all of this but there might be a larger game here at play Luke and, and that larger game is what is more valuable to the Chinese? Getting that trillion dollars or keeping the trillion dollars in treasury bills, bonds, or notes? Well, the funny thing is a, a treasury bill, bond, or note is actually a higher claim than actually having cash. But what is even a bigger, and this is like thinking 45D chess, is in my opinion, it's actually more valuable for uh, the Chinese to say, fine, cancel our cancel the trillion dollars. The trillion dollars doesn't really mean anything anyways. We can just, China can just print, it, print up their own money. The US can just print up their own money. But if the US were to default on China, China now you know the the, the you know the the sac the sacredness of the U.S. dollar would completely be called into question. It could cause the dollar to tank if you're another country and you just saw that the U.S. weaponized the dollar, which was you know has always been been said that there's uh, you know basically as good as gold, which we obviously know it's not good as gold. I mean, at one point it was up until August of 1971 when Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard. But I think the bigger play here for China is to you know leave that debt sitting out there and to say you know what, fine, uh, if you want to cancel out our debt, then it's going to be if the reverberation of that effect are going to be way worse for the U.S. than it is going to be for China. Uh, but yeah, I mean, China, if they wanted to, they could. this would be a good time for them to start selling their bonds because the Fed's going to buy. And people are talking about, oh, well, it's just going to crash the market. I don't know if it would crash, crash the market because we have a rigged market where the Fed just comes in and buys everything anyways. And I think the better, the bigger play here for the Chinese is to leave that trillion dollars sitting out there. I mean, the, Ch the Chinese central bank prints uh, are doing the same crap the Fed's doing and then say, fine. U.S., if you want to go cancel out that debt, then what's going to happen is uh, everyone's then going to move away from you. So now, uh, you know, so now they're saying, okay, well, we're going to start, uh, you know, having having uh, uh, tariffs. Well, who pays tariffs? Tariffs are paid by U.S. consumers. So you're going to raise taxes on U.S. consumers by a trillion dollars, and we're the ones who are going to pay it, not the Chinese. I mean, this is the same argument we got in before when I knew there was never going to be a, a real Chinese trade deal. Uh, I mean, I had a podcast in 2016, or maybe it was late 17, talking about how there's not going to be a trade deal. And look, at, you know, the second there's this, you know, quote unquote trade deal, which was a phase one trade deal, phase two, they could never really implement this stuff. It was all, you know, Donald Trump is pretty much like the opposite of, uh, 
you know, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, if you remember, was, you know, walk softly and carry a big stick. You know, here it's, you know, tell everybody how big your stick is and be as loud as possible. And meanwhile, you know, we're holding on to a twig and there's not a whole lot of things that we can do. So now I'm sure we'll see in the comments people saying, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that we can do. Uh, but, you know, the fact that now we're, we're talking about, you know, canceling out the debt and, and now we're even talking about, uh, you know, there's been uh, – what do you call it? There's been uh, den denial of canceling out the debt. I mean, that's usually the first thing you look at. You look at somebody denying something, and that's usually when you start, you know, wondering if it's going to happen. But I don't think they'll actually do it. I think that Cudlow and Mnuchin and Trump are even are smart enough to not go down that road. Although they weren't smart enough to start talking about it initially, which has now gotten uh, like created all this scuttlebutt going back and forth of whether or not that, that could happen. But yeah, lots of ramifications, Luke. I mean, I'm, I have an article here uh, from May 15th, 2019, that's titled China sells most U.S. treasuries in nearly two and a half years. So we already saw this kind of sign. We already saw China positioning with Russia and other BRIC countries against the U.S. petrodollar. Now all all cards on the table, uh, you know, especially with the energy oil collapse, anything could really kind of develop and happening here. And we really have to take a close look into what's happening economically, because as again, as I said, we usually have trade war, currency war, and then we usually have a hot war, which we should avoid at all costs. And again, we're hearing one side of the story. The Chinese are hearing another side of the story. There's a lot of Chinese propaganda. There's also a lot of American propaganda. We're seeing a lot of intelligence reports coming out with some findings. Again, uh, whenever there's an intelligence agency, whether it's uh, the WMDs or Russian collusion, uh, after after having a history of just failed efforts that were largely propaganda efforts, we should kind of question what information we're getting. And again, we should hold all governments accountable, including, of course, uh, the Chinese government. But uh, the, the, the evidence is kind of... Uh, Kind of uh, very conclusive, I would say, uh, against the Chinese now from the information that we were getting since, of course, uh, myself, Zero Hedge and many other independent media organizations were talking about the possibility of this sickness coming from uh, the Wuhan level four lab that was only there in all of China, specifically in the epicenter in all of this. We were saying from the beginning, there's a big likelihood that this was either a purposeful or accidental release. We still don't know for sure. And now, now, like three, four months later, now we're getting that information. I mean, uh, it didn't take a rocket scientist to put two to two together. Uh, and uh, all the other evidence coming out right now is showing more and more evidence suggests that it definitely did come out of this lab. But there's other actions that, of course, the U.S. government is critical of China about. The DHS just revealed that China did more than just cover up uh, the sickness. They say that they intentionally concealed how severe the sickness was in order to hoard medical supplies. And the Chinese were definitely hoarding a lot of medical supplies, which has left many countries high and dry, not having the supplies that are originally made in China anyway, to kind of protect themselves and their medical workers. The United States even sent nearly 20 tons of masks of medical supplies of PPE to China in February, early February, the United States government sold China its medical supplies, even though I was in Costco like a madman screaming, hey, the, the British are coming. 
the storm's coming. I would take this seriously, and very few people did, including many media pundits, including many government agents, but that's a whole other story. People talk about psyops and different versions of the story. Again, there's so many confusing different data points to look at here. We, of course, also have the Five Eyes Western Intelligence dossier coming up and implicating directly China, the Chinese government, and directly pointing at this uh, level four Wuhan lab, which Again, there's startling photos showing scientists not wearing protective gear as they're handling the deadly bats, the same deadly bats connected to this sickness that, of course, weren't sold at the wet market where the origin story comes from, that the Chinese don't want investigated, that they're kicking out even the World Health Organization, who they have in their own pockets. They're not even letting them investigate the origin of this sickness, as, of course, they're predominantly closing off from the world, not sharing information from the, from the data that we're getting. And uh, it's fair to say that tensions are definitely heating up between these two global superpowers as Trump is promising more of a conclusive US, U.S. report on the origin of this virus, but expect more geopolitical posturing against China. China's pushing back against this U.S. claim that the sickness came from the Wuhan lab. But meanwhile, they won't let anyone investigate or really look into the origins of it again. Uh, and, and they even there's even state propaganda, Chinese media reports uh, showing a Lego animation of their side of the story, which, of course, was completely different from the United States. Add all of that with a trade war to the list of worries with the economic shutdown. Um, I think there's something significant to really put our focus on, look at, and of course, do everything in our power to make sure that this situation doesn't escalate from here. That's my personal take on it. Anything else you want to say, uh, Tim? Uh, not too much. I mean, just speaking of Legos, I mean, if it was the American Lego side, it'd be, uh, you know, the Lego movie of everything is awesome. You know, that's what, uh, you know, Larry Kudlow and everybody else wants to make things believe. But here's and Steve Mnuchin and Donald Trump, who's, who's saying we're going to come back better than ever it's very yep. soon. And here's the, and here's the quote that I wanted to uh, find earlier, but I was, I was struggling. And this is Larry Kudlow, and he's talking about de defaulting on the debt. National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow and Senior Economic Advisor Kevin Hassett both additionally offered an on-the-record denial of the post claim. They're talking about canceling out the debt. The answer is absolutely not, Kudlow said in on the story. The full faith and credit of U.S. debt obligation is sacrosanct, and that includes, by the way, maintaining the dollar as world's reserve currency, while at the same time, they want to lower interest rates and have negative interest rates and do everything to try to basically erode that. So it's just funny that, uh, you know, it's just like, where do these... And, and it would really this gets me about Kudlow is the, this guy was so right on so many different things. Uh, you know, when a Democrat's in office, this guy sounds a lot like me on, on so many things. But then as soon as a Republican gets in there, especially now, I mean, basically what Trump did is he, he Kudlow was a big critic of him. He puts Kudlow into his uh, administration and now Kudlow is carrying all the water for him. Again, I've been following Larry Kudlow since I was 14 years old, watching CNBC because I'm weird. Didn't get me any girls in high school because I was following Larry Kudlow. But anyways, I've been following this guy for a very, very long time. It's just, you know, par for the course of what he's been doing throughout his entire career. But it's, yeah, that's all I've got, Luke. Yeah, yeah very interesting analysis. <laughs> and also very interesting situation breaking down with China and the United States. Because again, 
a lot of corporations, uh, if we can pull up the, the Federalist article, they bring up some important points, especially pointing to a lot of the bigger media conglomerates in the United States being, of course, tied in to the Chinese slave manufacturing plant totalitarian government uh, that is known as China. So we also have seen Hollywood, the mainstream media in some elements, also protect China and not really go after them and not really talk about them, not really talk about the camps, the Uyghur Muslims, the bigger atrocities there. We've seen some media organizations do focus on that. We see Hollywood censor a lot of information because they want to make sure that their movies are played in China so they can make a lot of money. They edit out scenes of uh, of gay people not to offend the, the Chinese. The Chinese, uh, when it comes to racial politics. Wow. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion that I don't want to get into. <laughs> Meanwhile, they accuse the United States and other countries of being racist because of travel bans. Uh, as of course, China also, this is important to understand here. China locked down all domestic travel, but was allowing international travel specifically from Wuhan all over the world. Uh, this is another thing that, of course, many U.S. government officials and intelligence agencies are pointing to. Uh, so so it's a very interesting scenario. I would say very eerily similar uh, similarities to, of course, the 1930s when we've seen global world powers rising, challenging each other and just setting off a lot of propaganda. So yes, a lot of disinformation, two sides of the story here. China has one, the United States has another one. A lot of evidence strongly suggests there's definitely something up with China, there definitely deserves to be a lot more scrutiny of China. Where this will lead, well, we don't know. All we could do is follow the story as closely as we can, and that's what we're trying to do here. If you thought we did a good job, share this video with your friends and family members. It is more important than ever that you take responsibility, not only voting with your dollar, but voting with your attention. Voting with your shares, with your clicks, means a lot to With us. your Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, I mean, means a lot. To, yeah, exactly. That's a whole other topic that we could get into. We, we should probably focus that focus uh, about cryptocurrencies in the next video. If YouTube doesn't take us down, YouTube also has another, uh, you know, war, not only against independent media, not only against other individuals that like to give you different sides of the story, but also, of course, a, a big war against cryptocurrencies, because God forbid you offend, offend the banksters to show people that they could have, according to Barack Obama, have their own Swedish bank account in their wallet. Um, so that's a whole other story. Swiss, I'm, I'm Swiss, deviating. Swiss, I'm deviating. Swiss, Swiss bank account. Deviating. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Swedish. What did I say? Swedish. Yeah, sorry. Swedish. 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 You have coronavirus on your mind. You don't want to go to Sweden. You don't want to have a Sweden uh, bank account. Yeah. You don't want to go there. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to go there now. A Swiss bank account as Barack Obama. So thank you for the correction. Uh, stay tuned for more. I'm deviating. We got a lot to talk about. Stay tuned for, for more on either the main channel or the backup channel. The links will be down below. Stay tuned for more.